Hey everyone, this is Mike Andes, and you're listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Today we're talking to Justin, who lives up in Vancouver Island, and music editing is his thing, and we're going to be talking today how he can make making money his thing, using his website, a little bit of influencer marketing, and packaging his services. Before we get into today's show, I want to say a big thank you to Gusto, who's today's sponsor for the show. And I want everyone to go to gusto.com slash bootcamp if you're looking for how to pay your employees, do payroll, HR, more effectively and more efficiently. Uh, there's a lot of things that Gusto does. I want to talk about a couple of those right now. One of those is like when you get a new hire, usually you, you, well, you have to report that to the government. But what you can do in Gusto is just enter all their information in and Gusto does all that for you. You get all the forms that you need to do and all of that. Also, it also does all your direct deposits. So when you want to pay your team every single pay period, you can either set them up on direct deposit from Gusto, like put in their car, their uh, bank information with their routing number and account number, or you can actually just print out their check right from your office printer. So super convenient when it comes time for pay period. The last thing you want to do is have to be sending that places to your account, to your bookkeeper, and then them messing up numbers. And so with Gusto, it's all in your hands. You, all you need to do though is enter in the numbers of hours that they work each week or their salary or however you do that. And it does all the calculations for you and it sends the money where it needs to go as far as LNI, taxes, etc. All you need to do is click direct deposit or check and if it's a check, it prints it right off and you're good to go. So I'd highly recommend you go to gusto.com slash bootcamp. It's only $39 per month and $5 per employee and it's, it's I promise you it'll save you a lot of time. If you're paying more than $100 a month right now and have less than 10 employees, this is a game changer for small businesses that you so you don't have to pay a bunch of money for an accountant and things like that. So gusto.com slash bootcamp, get a free 30-day trial, completely no strings attached. Use it for your team and I promise you, you won't go back. Now let's go talk to Justin. This is a phone call that we did uh, later earlier this week and it was one of the 20 that I did for the 20-minute calls last week. And so lots of fun, lots of really cool interactions we've had in the past week with these calls. Uh, not much sleep on my part because I've been trying to fit these in where I can early in the morning, early at night or later in night and so uh it, but it's been a lot of fun a lot of fun and uh, for everyone that's called we're done the 2020 now uh 2020 we should call it the 2020 giveaway or something like that the 2020 giveaway is pretty much done now so this is one of the last calls that i did here with justin and uh he just finished at when i called him he was just finishing up uh, a, an actual performance because he does dance and he performs he's a performer an actor and so he had just finished and i'd called him a little bit earlier and he was actually on stage so he didn't get my phone call so uh this is me calling him back a little bit later let's jump right in the phone call and he'll tell us a little bit about his business here we go justin from vancouver island bc very cool what part of vancouver island uh it's a little town called shamanus huh is that up uh, north they have a like the uh, north part? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and cool. uh, the whole the whole island kind of comes out to see the theater there. They've got a got a cool little thing set up. Very awesome, very awesome. So I looked at your website, um, justmusicanddance.com, and mm -hmm. so I kind of have an idea of what you do a little bit. Um, but tell me a little bit about how you started the business. Kind of like give me some context, and then let me know kind of if there's anything I can kind of uh, help you with or talk through with you. Sure, sure. Um, so I started, uh, I was trained as a dancer and I'm a music theater performer. Um, I've kind of left the dance part aside now. Um, but uh, 
my girlfriend was uh, who owned the dance studio in Winnipeg in Canada um, was getting me to edit all of her music all the time for her competitions and her recitals and stuff. And when I would go to the festivals and competitions, I realized that the music out there is really poorly edited. Uh, you know, it's skipping beats all over the place and uh, almost sounds like people are still using the, the dual cassette tape where you used to have to like pause one side and flip the cassette over. Yeah. Um, and there's swears and, you know, kids dances that are 12 years old and stuff like that. So I really thought it was a, a niche market to um, offer a service to. So that's what I created. I already had um, Just Music and the logo before because I was, you know, recording Friends albums in my bedroom and stuff like that just uh random little things but i decided to focus the business on music editing for choreographers um because if they wanted to do that before they'd have to go to a music studio and they'd charge an arm and a leg because you know they just charge ridiculous amounts for studio time mm-hmm. um so i thought that i thought to uh, niche my my service out to those specific people so they can instead instead of spending three hours of their own time i can do it in three minutes basically okay very cool very cool so kind of like what so right now are you still solo by yourself and like is this your full-time thing or like kind of give me some context as far as um i don't know if you want to share revenue or not but like just kind of like what you're doing right now and what you're trying to do sure um the revenue isn't that high so it's not worth sharing but uh basically it was i've picked up clients over the last two years, but I haven't really, that's just from having the website, Facebook and Instagram and um, the odd interaction. Uh, I haven't actually gone out and and really pushed it, but now this year, the the dance season has basically just ended, uh, and so I'm going to start um, really pushing it, because as a performer, I can do that, but I have lots of time off uh, to focus on a business, and uh, so my plan is to start doing some cold calls now, and... uh, really just the hardest part is to let people know that this service exists because it's something that has never really existed. It's never been an option for these people. Mm-hmm. They either ask their students that know uh, the technology or friends. They don't, a lot of them aren't aware that the service exists. Yeah. So this year is going to be the push uh, to really uh, get the name out there and let everybody know it exists, which is part of why I wanted to talk to you today and get some advice on how to uh, grow the business. Yeah, so like, who would you be a cold calling exactly? Yeah, so I call dance studios. So I would talk to the dance studio owners or any teachers that happen to um, pick up the phone. Uh, I was on a, a North American tour of a show, a national tour through the states, um, and uh, I was stopping in any city I was at to dance studios there. And every dance studio I went into, there was major interest. So. Basically, I just want to do that same thing instead of in person. Uh, I, I am dreading the cold calling, but uh, I would just call. So I look up dance studios in certain neighborhoods and uh, call them to let them know the service exists. Okay. All right. And then would they, would you be, since you wouldn't be doing it in person, would they be sending like an audio file and then you would just be editing it from where you're at and then sending it back? Is that what your kind of the plan is? Yeah. But- Basically, that's what happens. Uh, you just send a couple emails back and forth. Um, they send me the audio file and the edits they want. Uh, you know, like cut from 35 seconds to a minute and 35, and then add a hit at a minute and 35 and take out the swear word at 
mm-hmm. the minute mark or something like that, you know? Right. And as soon as they send me that, I do the edit and send it right back. And if they have notes, they can let me know. Um, otherwise, we, if they're happy, I send them an invoice and then they pay from there. So cool. it's all done digitally, which is, you know, part of the problem marketing-wise. Mm-hmm. I can't do... I can't do targeted ads like you talk about so often right. with local businesses, right? I can target demographics and mm-hmm. uh, and choreographers and dance studio owners, but I can't target a specific geographical location. Right. Have you done any work for like influencers or anything that create the music and that you that would your that would benefit from your services? I've started to make some connections with like dance conventions and competitions that really. Uh, that tour the countries yeah. um, so that they can start spreading the word, you know, and I've offered um, uh, gift certificates, large gift certificates for uh, for them to give out as awards at their competitions just so, you know, they can show their support to me uh, and people are aware of that. Okay. Yeah, but like, um, I'm just trying to think because... Like, do you already have in your mind some, like, specific strategies you're going to go after to to advertise or, like, get your name out besides just the cold calling? Or is there there's something you, you, you've already think of doing? There's not. I mean, that's the only one I can think of other than the problem with advertising in some of the dance magazines and stuff is it's so – it really is expensive yeah. Oh, yeah. For, um, for the small amount of uh, – return you get on it because mm-hmm. in those dance magazines they count on uh, those ab- the advertising revenues mm-hmm. so a lot of people don't end up even looking at those ads and if I got a couple clients from it you know right now my pricing scheme is it, it, I charge the minimum is $12 so a lot of them come just to $12 a song right? Um, and then after that I charge per hour um, so so I'm trying just to hit people up one on one. Right. Yeah, like um, I know the lot a lot of what you do is now done like freelance, right? Like through freelancer.com or like these other workplaces that you can you know hire freelancers because like a twelve dollar yeah. that that's kind of like where the, the the market's at. But if you're wanting to create a brand, that's when you can create a real business out of it, right? Because like you don't want to be a freelancer the rest of your life because then you'll be doing $12 songs the rest of your life, right? Um, exactly, yeah. And so like what I would recommend doing, and it was, I was talking to someone last week, they were in the similar, they created the music though. And for them, this was a, this was a little bit easier. For you, I'm not 100% sure if this would work. And that was, was I had told them about, you know, trying to get your music for for the, this individual, their music onto uh, really popular vlogging channels. So like they were going to reach out to like Casey Neistat and these other vloggers on YouTube and that need music, like music tracks in the background um, and that have, you know, one, two, three million views on their videos and right. aren't necessarily known for their music but they have a huge user base and they need the music in the background and they need it mixed together. They need multiple songs, a uh, cut and spliced to their, to their, their, um, the audio track needs to match their video. Um, and so that's, sure, yeah. that's what they've done. And even in the past couple of weeks have seen like some, you know, really good progress, but like, I don't even know if that would be something that would be beneficial to you. And then just asking essentially, you know, Hey, I'll do it for free. As long as my name, you know, is at the very end on the credits or something. Um, because yeah, yeah. you know, if you have two, three million views on a video where you did the 
edits and if they put your name at the end with your a link or something like that and mm-hmm. you get some you'd get something right um well yeah that's ne- i mean it's never uh that could never hurt right because right. if anything it'll help you know seo for the website really to have those to have links and, and clicks and stuff um but yeah you're right about because it's such a niche market but it's a huge potential because the dance industry and competition industry is so huge in north america that that's why i've kind of niched down to this one thing mm-hmm. so unless choreographers are watching those youtube uh, uh stations um then yeah but it's definitely worth that is something worth looking into um my, my other question that I, that I emailed with was, you know, listening to your podcast, and reading some other books and podcasts, um, people are always talking about making uh, packaging, right. right? Packaging their services. Yeah. Um, and with this, the thing is, if, if they send me a song and say I need two edits to make it a certain length, competition length or something, um, one time that could take three minutes in a certain song. And two edits in another song could take 50 minutes for me to do. So I kind of explain it a long way by saying the minimum's $12, and after that I charge by the hour. And my software, you, you know, tracks it by the minute. Um, but I wanted to know whether you thought yeah, really like, spending like, some time and putting it into mm-hmm. packages was, was worth it. Right. Like, I'll, like usually, you know, obviously I would always push someone to put – to go towards packages and have those prices on their website. Uh, I hate, like, I don't know. I'm just one of those people. I think it's tending towards, like, the general consumers tending this way too. And that is, I hate not being able to see prices on people's websites. Like, I hate when they, like, you have to call for it or whatever. And I get why they want you to do that. They want you to, like, get in their funnel. But I usually won't call them. I They don't even have the chance of getting me in their funnel uh, because I never even bother to call for the price. Um, so, like... I would I would always push someone to go towards packages, but then for if you feel like you have a service such as music editing that is very customizable, then you just gotta get creative with how you package it. Whether it be, um, even it, like you know what's funny is, uh, what was it? It was like a he did like exercise videos, but he did he he was similar. He was video he was doing the edits for the videos of the um uh, of like workout videos. And what he did, what he did is, he would literally package time. So instead of saying, you know, it's sixty bucks an hour, he would literally just say, it was if you uh, for zero to ten hours is six hundred dollars. For from ten to thirty hours is like two thousand. And then he would just like package it that way. Um, and, right. and they get bundles of time. And then that way they can essentially, and then he just gave the, those packages names. He had like beginner, intermediate, and advanced. Uh, uh, producer like levels and that's kind of how he did it and then that way that's a super cool idea yeah like it it, it, it just made it easier because like right now because like people were kind of freaking out that he was wanting to charge 60 bucks an hour to do video editing i was like okay but how long does it usually take you to do one video he's like well i can do most of them in five to seven hours i was like okay well let's say 10 hours and just say 600 bucks People will look at your website, say six hundred dollars for my whole video, completely edited, and they'd be all over it. And so it's just like a perception of value, right? Um, if you can make a yeah. package of okay, for you get up to three hours, you know, maybe maybe yours is less. So let's say two hours. Um, it's you can say it's going to be a hundred dollars. You're going to get 
up to two hours of video uh, of, of edit time you're going to get and then you can name all the other things that really don't take you much time but they are <laughs> valuable to the client like things like uh different file formats different options um different um mixes of audio that you can literally change in like three seconds and then just send yeah. them to them like uh even things like dropbox uh like the, the like cloud storage stuff like that that they can that is valuable to the customer that doesn't cost you anything but like makes that package really like appealing and they'll say oh a hundred dollars yeah. for all of that that's a great deal when you might get someone that you would usually have charged 12 bucks for that same service but because it looked like a big like a nice package deal for them like they're gonna get everything they want they'll go for the hundred bucks yeah, I mean, that's, that's a super cool idea because a lot of the times uh, my uh, the trouble is they're like, yeah, I think we ha- we're done, but we might have one or two more. So then I hold off invoicing them, and then all of a sudden it's a month later, and I have to get a hold of them and say, hey, remember how you owed me 20 bucks? And it's only $20. So it's like it, it feels so silly each time, you know, writing them and pounding them for $20. So yeah, I, um, I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't it even like a retainer package thing. If it was right. like you get two hours, then when they run out of that time, mm-hmm. uh, then they can buy another package. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and it would differentiate yourself. Like right now, if you're playing in the 10 to $50 market, you're playing in the freelance market. Whereas if you start saying, okay, like I'm not even going to touch anything. If it's under say 50 bucks, then you kind of set yourself apart from all the other like yeah. freelancers like and then you can do more branding stuff right uh and yeah. so like if i was you i would do something like okay if you create a hundred dollar package and then did a whole bunch of spec work for whether it be vloggers or music channels or um uh music video producers or stuff like that and gave them free music for essentially just your name in the credits with your link um and yeah. then what i would be doing is giving other people free uh like uh like a uh what's it called a promo code essentially like that they can buy from your website like i would i don't even know i'm on your website now um can you buy like i would make it actually you can actually go into the your what into your website which by the way your new website is cool i like it um but um i would make it where they can actually buy the package right from online like almost make it like a cart uh and integrate that they can buy it right from there upload the audio and then that way you could give a URL to people and give that to get a promo code. So like, for instance, if you were, uh, if there's a podcast that's around music or dance and they were a smaller podcast and you said, Hey, listen, I'll give you, five, you know, $10 per every client that uses this promo code and checks out. And then what you do is they, they would say on their podcast, you know, go to just, just music and dance.com, enter promo code, um, you know, their podcast name. And then right. that would give their number one, their listeners say like a $10 discount. It'd give them like a $10, you know, uh, commission fee. And then you'd keep 80 out of the hundred bucks. Right. That's a really smart idea. Yeah. So, so even if people, so you'd get exposure on, on something like that and you're not going to get that from like a big podcast. They're not going to do that for you or a big YouTube channel. But if you go after a smaller yeah. one, like that has, you know, three to 5,000 uh, listens per episode or, you know, 10,000 to $20,000, uh, 10 to 20,000 views on YouTube, something like that. And you say, Hey, mm-hmm. like if you do this promotion, you might make a couple hundred bucks if people follow their link. And then like honestly, if I was you, I'd make it really juicy for them. Like 
if you're going to do a $100 package, say, I'll give you 50 bucks because you know, in, in the past you would have done that work for maybe 20 or $30. Right. And what's really cool is now you're going to get the money upfront on your website. Instead of having to hound them with the whole invoice thing, I would always push yeah. people towards buying the package on your website. So you have the money up front. Yeah. And that's been something that I've been struggling with on how to do that. And not that upsell is a good word, but also how to, you know, get them coming back. And if they have money in their account because they bought the hundred or the hour or two hour package, if they have more time, they're going to want to use it. Yeah. And so they're going to find project for me to do right. rather than think of me only when they need. Uh-huh. And I would, so, av- I would yeah, avoid, I would avoid the one hour package. The only reason is because just your communication with them, like I, like I know there's, there's like emails and all of that stuff. Like that's time in itself. I would do like your minimum is like two hour packages. Um, even yeah. if it's less per hour, just to kind of, you know, bring the cost down a little bit, but the, but then that way you have money to give to someone that you're going to give the link to as far as a commission and you can give discounts to get people on there and like a URL. And, um, I think that could be pretty cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. And, and, you know, I think I do have a really cool service because the people who usually buy one song for $12 or one edit for $12 usually come back to me the next season and they're paying $300 because they sent me all of their pieces. You know, these choreographers do 20 different dances in a season. So I think with the packages, it just promotes having that right up front and not chasing people down invoicing. Yeah, and like you could you could do something along the lines of like four different package types. One would be like a single amateur, so it'd be one song. It'd be for like a it'd be what you would usually charge twelve dollars right now for. So like I'd say call it like a single amateur. Then you'd have like a single pro, which is gonna be someone that's making it still a single song, but it's gonna be like a whole lot more intensive. Um, maybe like up to eight hours, you know, um, and then yeah. and throw in some random other services, whether it be a phone call, like like remember, like th- these are things that you can throw into a package that make a lot of sense. So like that single that single amateur could be very automated on your website. They don't really get a call from you. They get like an email. They get the thing sent back to them via a link. The the single pro could be you know eight hours on a, the song. You could uh, give them the Dropbox cloud services like you have have a phone call about have a phone call about it before and after the edit then you could do the same thing for an album so like you could do uh, a album amateur and then album pro so the album al- amateurs is you know they get the whole album but it's the same thing they might get 12 hours of time Whereas the al- the album pro is for like something that now that they're getting really serious. They might be putting this in some sort of production. They might get up to like twenty four hours, whatever it is. Like you know those you know those numbers better than I do. But like um, yeah. package those and then create kind of like that single out al- and then versus the album and then the the amateur versus the pro package. So I would still push you towards packaging, but because the way your business works and you know how it works, like with it's very time linked uh-huh. um it's not like you can buy a machine that makes it go faster right like for us we can we can yeah. charge more per hour if we get an excavator but i have to pay you know 50 grand for the excavator you know but for you it's like okay it's my time regardless of what happens here i need to figure out how to package my services based around time but then make all those other little things like phone calls emails cloud services all those other little edits make that valuable for them and then package that all together with your service 
Oh yeah, it's, it's awesome. I never thought of packaging time. Like yeah. that really is a well, like cool it's idea. it's it's crazy. This is crazy. Um, Justin, like uh. Even like when I do, cause like 90% of what I do from the podcast is free, like these calls and all that. But then some companies, cause some companies will want to pay me for it to do like more ongoing stuff. And so I use basically the same models that you're doing is like, I do most of my stuff for free. And then if people really like it and they are into this sort of thing, they're going to pay. And I do the same thing I'm talking about now is like, okay, I have that, you know, you can get a single like one time once a month or you can do once a week and then you can like it based upon like the size of the company they get charged differently like so it i package all my time like i would never tell someone that i i charge them 500 an hour but if i say okay it's gonna be 10 grand you're gonna get once a, a week for six months and we're gonna do an hour long video call and i'm going to record it for you send it to your team and i'm going to uh uh you know edit them all out so you can send them to your, like put them in a training thing for your sales team. Like that's all valuable for them. Right. And, and like the, yeah. the time is what, is what they're paying for. They're paying for my time. Like they could get a lot of the same information off, you know, the podcast, they could get it off of videos, like whatever. They could probably call me and get a lot of the information for free, but like they're willing to pay for my face-to-face -face time and get me. And so what I would do if I was you is, you know, you create a little bit of branding, whether it's you creating a podcast around what you do, like that, that'd be kind of cool Um, about, you know, you talking about how to do this, how you you know, all about music and dance, for instance, and attracting the yeah. choreographers to you. And it's not going to seem like a big pain for you because you love this so much. You're willing, you, you're cool with talking about it. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be about editing. It can be about music and dance, which is going to attract the people that will need your services. Uh, and then they're, they are very happy to pay when, when, you know, after a year or two of listening to you, learning from you, they're happy to pay for an hour of your time. And then the, all of a sudden those packages that were used to be $12 for a service, you can mark them up to a hundred because you gave them a 10 minute phone call about their song that you're editing. Exactly. And, and I've kind of learned that from your podcast and other places. Like I'm not afraid to tell people how to use you know, garage band to edit their own music. If it's a simple edit that they can do, then I'm willing to spend that time to teach them how to do it because in the end, that's not where I make my money. I don't make my money off two simple, you know, edits in a song. I make my money off the projects where it's five different songs and change the tempo of this and add a hit there, you know. So so doing a podcast or vlog or blog or whatever to, to share those skills with people who are going to do it, you're right, they're more... They will be more willing to if they have a bigger project come to me. Yeah, and it because does. I help them out. Right, and it doesn't necessarily if you were to create some sort of content, whether it be on social media or a podcast or a vlog or whatever, it doesn't even necessarily have to be about video. I mean, uh, uh, music editing, because that's <clears throat> going to be a pretty narrow market, and you're going to attract the people that do what you do. I would actually be trying to attract yeah. the people that are just passionate about music, and they don't really necessarily have your skills. Uh, because and, right. and even from a content creation point, like you, it'd be kind of hard to create a lot of consistent, interesting, new and unique content around editing services. But it'd be you—you yeah. you have an endless supply of gossip, um, you have, uh, and all the other stuff that happens in the music and dance industries, and new hits and movies that are coming out, and whatever it is. And you can analyze yeah. the music and other like, and really go for the the people that are really into that stuff, the, the choreographers, the dancers, all of them. And then they start listening to you as the kind of like the 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 authority in that the, that that kind of realm. And then then you'll attract the people that are actually going to become your clients. Right. Yeah. And I have a That's feeling. Too, like, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Well, I was just going to say that kind of leads into like another question I had. If you have a quick sec for it, is, yeah. it when I first started a couple of years ago, I kind of went to a bunch of business friends and said, what's more likely to get hit if I treat this company as if it's large and use the words like we, we are willing to do this and our team will do this, even though it's only me or whether to make it really personal and it's Justin and, uh, Back then, they said use the we and our, but I feel like it's shifted, and especially with my, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not famous by any right, but you know, the the following of theater mm-hmm. people, and I've done some pretty major shows that would be recognizable by North American uh, uh, dancers and dance owners. So, is it time now that I kind of switch that and switch that language on my website to? make it about me so when i do the blog it is justin stadnick talking about this yeah there's there's a tipping point like when you're first starting out it's is like as far as attracting clients and bigger bigger clients especially using the we and acting bigger is better but then you get to a point when you actually get the faint you know, the quote quote unquote fame um or like recognition where it switches uh-huh. for instance like if i am let me think about this uh do you know who casey neistat is the the blogger that i just mentioned the vlogger do you know who that is no. No. Okay. All right. So let's say there's some, you know, f- you know, uh, influencer on YouTube or vlogger that's really popular. Um, when they're small, they, they they usually try to act big. When they get bigger, if they offer like one hour of their time doing a video chat and talking to one of their fans, like people will go ballistic over, it, right? They would be all over, like, right? Because it's now them, their brand is them, right? And so, especially in music services, video editing, all, like this this sort of industry, it's very much about you and your brand. And that's why I would suggest doing something like a podcast or a vlog or a blog or however you like to communicate and doing it in your industry because then what happens is people identify and they begin to buy you more than the service because right now right now you're a freelancer really you're or like to most people um that would Absolutely, that, that would yeah. just that would just find you on the line say okay this guy looks good I'm, i need a, i need a song they're coming to you for the utility of editing a song instead of becoming to you because justin the music artist uh you know has been entertaining me has been providing information for me for a year you know like when they come to you because of that they pay way more it's like it's the difference between buying an apple product versus some random japanese phone apple has the apple has the brand and people are willing to pay way more for it um and so it's the same thing when you create a personal brand around yourself you no longer are selling the utility for which your your uh, service would be you know music services you aren't selling music services you're selling the fact that they're doing music services with you justin the guy that they've listened to and learned from and laughed at and you've shared your life with and now they feel like they're on the inside when they get a user service and they will no longer go to a freelancer that offers the exact same utility function but they don't have the brand which is you you know iphones do 90 percent of the same thing as an android like some random brand out of japan right but like because the the brand is recognizable people will pay five times as much for just pretty much the exact same thing right and to throw a small wrench in there if my goal if my business goal down the line is because my time's limited to get so big that uh that I do have other people doing the edits, so I have contract workers under me that, yeah. you know, if I get all of a sudden in the busy season, I get 50 in one day, I send it to my editors to do it. Right. It's still worth right now connecting 
Justin Stadnick to just music. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'd say even down the road, even as you get bigger, it still is because now and what now you just raise your price. You know, now if you're working with if you ever start working with, you know, big celebrities on music, like they're gonna they're still wanting to connect with a one on one. They're still looking for the best of the best. They still wanna know you you and talk to you, but they're gonna be paying, you know, a hundred, a thousand times more than the average person is going to be. And so it's just that your packages would change. You know, you'd still, you know, these $100 packages would be, they'd never get access to you. They'd have, the music would be done by your corporation and someone underneath you. But then your $10,000 package, $10, package, they'd get to talk to you, you know? So as you grow, all that happens, the brand doesn't change. They'd still be buying into you if they are buying a $100 package, but they don't get access to you. For instance, you know, as I grow with the podcast, you know, I'm not gonna be able to do this the rest of my life because as I grow and I get more and more calls and stuff like that, eventually, this has to get paid or we have to like limit this sort of thing because I don't have the time but right now like when I'm growing it like and it's about me and like my brand it's all about free it's about you know packages are a whole lot less money for you it's, it's the same thing right now right now it's a hundred dollar package when you, as you grow I'd still keep the brand around you they just it, like like for instance when when companies especially in this music like music you know realm they'll buy from a comp the owner of a company that does this sort of like choreography or produ- production they don't really get access to them though unless they pay a huge amount of money or they pay uh, or they're doing a huge project right and so that's what you'd eventually yeah. be doing right you, you'd still have your personal brand but unless they're paying like a big package they don't really get direct access but when you're smaller like you are now right. i'd go for that all day long that's awesome amazing cool cool all right. Well, well, Hey man, it was good talking to you. Um, let me know how it works out. Like th- the thing about your, your, uh, industry is it's like, it can literally take one or two amazing, you know, kind of breaks of luck. You know, you get on someone's, you know, a great artist's kind of radar or something like that happens and then you're off to the races. Um, but I think a lot of times people get kind of down because it is like, it can be a long road, right? It can be a long road of disappointments or like you don't get the breaks. And just kind of like a lot of yeah. spec work and doing it for free sort of stuff. But like, I, that's what I would push you to do. You know, kind of try to create some sort of a influencer around your brand, whether it be creating some content for people in your in that industry, and then also figure out a way to package it on your website so that people can buy from your website, and then use that venue for URLs with influencers to give them money, and then also promote your name to their audience. Awesome. That's super cool. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time and spending it with me. No problem, Justin. You're close by here, man, in uh, the, the island. That's pretty cool. So but let's stay in touch. Let me know how it goes. I know it's not like uh, it sounds easy when I talk about it, but I, I know it's, it's, you know, it's a long process and stuff. But hopefully you, know, you got something out of it, and then uh, we'll stay in touch. That's great. Thanks so much, Mike. All right, Justin. Have a great evening. Thanks. You as well. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.